From the Financial Times in London, I'm Daniel Thomas, and this is FT News. Morgan Stanley, the investment bank that led SNAP's $3.4 billion public offering, has downgraded the stock less than five months after listing it on the New York Stock Exchange. The bank admitted it had been wrong about the messaging app company's ability to grow advertising revenues. With me to discuss SNAP's future and why Morgan Stanley got it wrong is Hannah Kutchler, our San Francisco correspondent, who's on a visit to London. Hannah, first of all, why did Morgan Stanley miscalculate and what is the bank now saying about its decision to downgrade SNAP? So this is quite a stark turnaround. At the end of March, so I think it was three weeks after the IPO, the underwriters are allowed to issue their own notes. So Morgan Stanley, along with plenty of others, issued these buy or overweight ratings. And Morgan Stanley's argument then was it was a you know young, engaged audience, very into this app, and that they had lots of room to grow the number of advertisements they could show this audience. Now, they're not really reversing on that. What they're saying now is that they think that they were wrong about how fast they were going to be able to snap, that is, able to develop new advertising products, that they felt that advertisers are a bit cautious about whether they are getting a return on investment from snap, that they think that user growth has been weaker than expected, and that they think there's increased competition from Instagram. Now, the thing is, is that there were a analysts from other banks warning about that at the time. Instagram launched its Stories product, which is a copycat of one of Snapchat's main features, these 24-hour collections of photos, last August and has been growing like gangbusters since. It's interesting. So is is it the case that Snap's rivals are just doing better than expected? I mean, it is possibly that. I mean, the thing that Instagram has is that they were able to take a feature developed by Snapchat, put it in front of a much larger audience. So Instagram's total monthly active user base is 700 million. They now have 250 million of those using stories every day, which compares to 166 million Snapchat daily active users. So that's far more. And then for advertisers, they were able to say you can reach this young, engaged audience, but you can do it through Facebook's platform. Now, Advertisers are all spending huge amounts of money on Facebook. Facebook has detailed data, which can help them target people more carefully than on Snapchat. And they have measurement systems that can help them track whether they're getting value for money, which Snapchat has introduced, but it's much earlier stages. What does this tell us about Snap's ability to monetize? It's, it's still growing user base. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that the Morgan Stanley note changes that. I think that there are, you know, there are worries because this is a digital advertising market so dominated by Google and Facebook. Advertisers themselves would love there be a third platform. They don't particularly want to be caught with this duopoly, but they are going to go where there's a lot of scale. And Snapchat doesn't quite have that yet. It has niche areas where marketers have done very well. For example, all the movie studios really like it because it reaches that right audience. And and it is quite an exciting way to advertise. You know, you can have not just these videos that sit between stories, but you can be creative and create these filters that go over people's faces. So, you know, I'm basically sending you an advert on top of my selfie, which, you know, shows a high level of brand commitment, as they would say. But in terms of reaching, you know, massive consumer goods companies, they're not quite there yet because they don't quite have that scale. And what is Snap doing to fight back? Are there new products in the offing, do you think? Yeah, both on the consumer side and on the advertising side, they have been reasonably innovative. I think the main thing is that they're trying just to get right the back end stuff for advertisers in terms of measurement. 
So they recently bought a company called Placed, which does location tracking, which links whether you saw an advert to whether you visited a store. That is obviously quite important because I think a lot of advertisers have moved on from the early days of digital marketing where it was okay to say, oh, someone clicked on my ad or someone saw my ad, to saying, no, I want to know that I got sales from this ad. And Snap's IPO clearly was the hottest thing during that quarter. What does it tell us about the wider IPO market for tech companies and perhaps those worry warts who say there's a bubble forming in the tech community? So the whole of last year, there was basically no consumer tech IPOs. You know, when Snap went to market, it was the biggest since Alibaba and the biggest US tech IPO since Twitter, which was in November 2013. And so there was a lot of excitement about Snap because people thought, well, if this goes well, then it'll open the doors because there are all these private, you know, so-called unicorns or these are mega unicorns because a unicorn is meant to be a billion dollar valuation. And these are actually, you know, 10 billion, 20 million dollar companies. I think there's going to be more caution, especially for companies like Snap that hadn't got much traction with revenue. I mean, we're actually quite used to tech companies being loss making when they go public. But Snap had only made 400 million in revenue last year. It was making losses larger than that. It was not necessarily a proven model. Mm, It's really interesting. Let's see what happens to the stock price next. Thank you so much, Hannah. And for more on this story, please go to FT.com. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.